Welcome to the Hot Mama Movement, a podcast for moms who want to get their shit together with health, relationships, finances, work, and anything else life throws at them. For moms who like to have fun, want to know they're not alone, want to be better, want to do better, and want to grow as a person, not just as a mom. I'm your host, Tatiana Amico, mom of two, a certified health coach and successful entrepreneur. I've worked with hundreds of moms and helped them realize the importance of taking care of themselves, realize their worth and their desires. If you're ready to stop feeling stuck and want to start living a more confident, fulfilling, energy-filled life with your kids, this is for you. Let's do this. In this episode, episode number eight of the Hot Mama Movement, I'm super excited to interview Rachel Phillips, aka Supermom, because we have so much in common. I'm so excited to have met this awesome mama. So as a purposeful (laughs) motherhood coach and a mom of three, Rachel believes in creating memories and not just surviving motherhood. She supports moms, coaching them one-on-one to find their passion and purpose, creating true balance and happiness without any guilt. Fist bump. (laughs) We all know the moment you become a mom, your life changes forever. All your energy, self, and love pours into your child. It is a beautiful and exhausting thing at the same time. You might find yourself wondering who you are or feel lost in motherhood, guilty that your child doesn't complete you, and be looking for something that is missing in your life. This is exactly where Rachel was years ago, before she started her journey to find happiness in motherhood. Her passion is now sharing what she has learned with other mothers. Rachel believes that as supermoms, we can have it all. Motherhood can be whatever you make it to be, whatever makes you happy. The key is to rediscover yourself, love yourself, and find your passion. Keep the you alive, and you will be the best supermom possible, one who is happy, balanced and lives without guilt. All right. So I'm here with Rachel. And to be honest, this is actually our second recording because our first, we had a little bit of a technical error, I guess, but we had gotten into a really awesome conversation after, which we are going to talk about on here. So I'm kind of I don't want to say glad it happened. Well, I get to see you again and talk to you again, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like we're getting all these signs to just like hang out. <laughs> connecting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to have Rachel just intro herself, tell her story, and then we'll get going into some more stuff wherever it really takes us, right? So awesome. Rachel, here you go. Awesome. Hi, ladies. Um, So... I'm a purposeful motherhood coach and um, my story, gosh, uh, so I've been a mother now for five years officially. Last week, my oldest turned five. And I remember I was one of those mothers that had all the books and read, did all the research before becoming a mom. And I thought I had an idea of what it was going to be. I was going to cloth diaper and I was going to make my own food and breastfeed. And, you know, you have it all lined up. And then that moment happens where you have your baby. And, um, you know, at first, maybe it is, there's some wonderful, there's some pain, there's some all these different things. But there is that moment, I think every woman goes through, you're shocked at how much your life has changed. I don't think anything could ever prepare you for that. And I had that moment of like, holy cow, what happened? And I even remember thinking how, why women do this to themselves and why you would do it multiple times, which is incredibly ironic because now I have three children. 
So it was like this evolvement for me. I tried to um, push through and I, 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 I was on the outside. I looked like I had my act together. I was being the best employee and the, the best wife and all this and the best mom I could possibly be. But very quickly, it hit me that out of everything I was trying to be, I was at the bottom of the list and I was not being taken care of and I was not happy. And I quickly realized that my son was not seeing a happy mother and that something had to change. So I slowly evolved and did different things and I worked full time, then I stayed home and then eventually I went back to school and I eventually found my passion, which I think is huge. I, I if, if you're going to be away from your child, I think you should be doing something that makes you feel powerful and strong and it taps into your passion. And that's exactly what this business for me is. I want to help other mothers discover their passions and find the balance of motherhood. And the biggest thing is I, I create motherhood so that it works for you without any of that mommy guilt that we all tend to suffer from. Yeah, so that, that's me. Yeah, I it, I love it. And I mean, I'm very similar to everything that you're saying. Same thing happened to me with, I, I was a mom and all of a sudden I was like, wait, where did Tati go? Like, where's Tatiana? What happened? And I had to, yeah, find my passion and, and be okay with it. Um, yes. I was just talking to a friend the other day and we were saying how, you know, once you become a mom, it's like you have that you know, you hear it a lot from moms, like, oh, I'm just a mom. And it's like, no, you're you. You know, mm-hmm. you're still you. Find you. Um, be it's okay. funny how when you introduce yourself, half the time, that's the first thing you lead off with. Yeah. You either say your profession or you say you're a mom. Right. But there's so much more to you. Yeah. And I, just because, and I think there's a lot of pressure in society, too, that the for a woman, the epitome of, you know, reaching the high point is becoming a mom. And then that should be your everything. But that's a heck of a lot of pressure to put on a child. And, and it, for maybe for some mothers, it is for some mothers, they totally embrace and that's what they are born and destined to do. But I think for some of us, there needs to be a little bit more balancing to, to kind of create that so that you can enjoy it so that you can enjoy motherhood and be, still be taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I, and I think it's just really important to be true to yourself and true to you, who you are and who you you want to be in your desires. I mean, I talk about that a lot. Do you have any tips or advice or what you have clients do to like figure that out? If that makes sense, like to make time for themselves again. And um, yeah, that is important. Yeah. And like really get back to, I guess who they are. And so they're not, so they're not saying, Oh, Hey, I'm so-and-so's mom. Do you know what I mean? I think the the number one thing is, is that we get so stuck in our head. And I, I say this in my workshops about, Learn. You have to go back to listening to your heart and not just your head anymore. The the head is the um. I have to do this and I have to do this. It's the you know the serious role, the mommy role. Whereas the heart is the authentic self that she's been squashed for so long that sometimes we don't even know who she is anymore and we don't ever let her out. So and you have to learn to turn off the mind. So sometimes it's just doing baby steps of doing things where you purposely live in a moment whether or not it is journal writing or sitting in quiet with a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and just slowly stop thinking about the to-do list and all that other stuff and and, and to actually let your heart speak to you. And it takes a little while because you have to listen to it again and remember, oh, that's what I enjoy doing. Or, oh, I used to have those thoughts and, oh, that makes me feel good. Then, you know, take it to the next step of slowly starting to do those things again and seeing how they make you feel. And just, gosh, it's, it's just remembering who you were. We're so far from that so often, and our mind is so consumed by our children. I mean, it's true. I think that's the number one thing when you become a mom. Just because you hire a babysitter doesn't mean your mind stops thinking about your children. Right, you should, right. But you have to allow your mind to go back to that the original spot, to the original you. And that's part of what I 
preach is that you can have it all super mom. Like, yeah. and in order to do that, you have to be taking care of the super woman within the super mom. Cause if not, the woman you are giving your children is a deflated, not the greatest version of yourself. Ugh, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I am. I'm it's so true. That. And I could sit here and I can say it and I believe it. And I still myself have to go through times where I have to, you know, coach myself through it. Okay, Rachel, totally. you're going to do this this week for you. You, I've been start. I have started a book, I think a year ago and I keep, and there's a book and I just decided this week, I'm going to read that book and I'm going to finish it because it makes, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel strong. Yes. And it's an inspiring book I want to read. But, uh, you know, we all need that that push and that help to, to get back to taking that time. I completely agree with you. Like, I think people sometimes will look at us and they're like, oh, you're a coach. You must have it. And it's like, no, I need to be coached myself. No. I, I've learned to coach myself, but I also need outside, mm -hmm. like, all the time. <laughs> every mm -hmm. day. Every day. Because support and community is just, we're, we're meant to have tribes, like, for sure. Yeah, and just because you found that balance in your life doesn't, it's, unfortunately, it's not always going to stay that way, because life changes. Like, I mean, I had a third child, and that rocked my world for a while. I mean, I had to kind of read, she's six months old now, and we've kind of, I think we're in a groove now, but it, 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 I had to find my new balance, and, and, and that's the way, and that's exciting in a way. You can look at it, oh, it sucks, but, or you can look at it a way like, okay, life's constantly evolving, like, constantly challenging me, and it's a way to make my myself stronger and bigger and better. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it, it's simple. I don't like to say simple, but really, if you think about it that way, just these shifts and the way that you think mm -hmm. and it can empower you or disempower you. Oh, exactly and you have power. Saying. Yeah. It's all the way you look at it and your belief system. I mean, you can look at, I mean, anything, especially with children, they, they, they can teach you so much. You can either look at it like they're a huge pain in the butt. Or you can look at it like there are opportunities to maybe slow yourself down or to remember, you know, why you became a mom or, you know, take it how you want to take it. It's funny you say that because my son, I keep saying he's teaching me so much. And the biggest thing he's teaching me lately is how to really share your emotions. Like, because oh, awesome. he will literally say, I'm feeling sad right now because, but, and he'll say it. I'm like, man, I got to start. I mean, I don't necessarily need to say it, but at least feel them and be real with, you know, yeah, just like really feel it and be okay with the emotions. I think mm -hmm. that we're kind of taught to suppress that stuff mm -hmm. and that's not Builds good. up. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Especially when I think when it comes, yeah, feeling all those emotions. Cause if not, I feel like, uh, sometimes our children are the one that suffer. Cause then you lash out at them and over yeah. something crazy. Yeah. If you don't deal with the feelings as they're brewing. Right. Can we talk about guilt? Mom oh, guilt? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't suffered from that? I know. Do you do you happen to have any times where you have like maybe a story where you have and then you overcame that or just tips on that too maybe? Well, um, I guess it's all in, again going back to the perspective. I mean, I have I, recently I've had a little bit of well, I've had guilt dealing with so my children. The oldest just turned five. The middle one uh, was two in January, so and there's only 21 months apart between him and the baby. And I'm constantly looking at them thinking that my two-year-old, you know, he had to become a big brother way faster than my oldest son. And, you know, am I giving them all the love and, and everything? And, you know, what I constantly remember is that I'm doing my best. And everything I do as a mother and every decision I make, I do with love. And I just have to constantly remind myself that my children, that's the number one thing. Our children are not judging us. They are happy with us just taking time for them. And, and, and loving them. In fact, I have a quote. I'm a big quote fan. I, I was just looking at this. There will be times you feel like you failed, but in the eyes, heart, and mind of a child, you are super mom. 
And I love that, like, because our children see us that way. So I guess that's kind of what I try to do is whenever I start to feel guilty about, you know, giving them all the love, it's just, I just know that they love me, I'm going to love them. And I'm, I don't want to waste the energy that I have on feeling negative towards myself, because that's not going to do anybody in our household good. And I try to channel that energy into something more positive. Not to say that I don't feel, I mean, you, like you said, you have to allow yourself to feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're bad, you feel bad, but then take it and turn it into something yes. better. Again, it's these mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. Ladies, these mindset shifts are so powerful. And like Rachel said, this stuff will not happen overnight. So don't expect it to. I think that's another thing. We live in a society mm-hmm. where we just want quick, quick, quick right away. And it takes time to, to learn this stuff, to grow, to get stronger, to do all of this. So think about that. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Just it's changing a habit. Yeah. It's yeah. changing the way you do things. And but it's, it's, it's magical and powerful when it, when you're able to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I've been seeing, uh, I have to find the article and I'll link it when I find it, but I am seeing something going around about how moms see themselves versus how their kids see them. Oh, around Mother's Day, there were a lot of that, a lot of those videos being posted. I need to find, yeah, so I need to find that because clearly this is a thing. Clearly there are so many moms out there feeling this way. So I'm glad that we're talking about it. I'm glad that it's becoming this big thing. You did talk about time, um, taking time for yourself. Can you give some tips for moms on how to do that? How, how you've done that? Well, it's funny. I just did this yesterday and I did, I I posted a video on this that, um, because I think that's the number one thing, like for moms, you know, we know we need to make time. We know the value in that. I mean, I, I have experienced time and time again that I know that when I make the time for myself, I come back to my children with more appreciation of my role of mom, with more energy for my children. And I, I just, I love them that much more. So you have to detach and you need that break. But oftentimes we can't find the time, but it really what the key part is like yesterday I had to mow the yard. And so I hired a sitter and I, you know, I know in a world that hiring a sitter to mow the yard does not sound exciting, but I decided that I was going to make that mow in the yard, which takes a while, my time. So instead of, I was, it was, it was an opportunity. I wasn't distracted. There was nothing. I took a turn my phone off. There was nothing. And I could just be like at one with my, my thoughts. And it was the opportunity for me to not think with my head, but to listen to my heart and, and just be in that moment. So you can turn any action or any routine, like even taking a shower, even if you just have those five minutes to not think about the to-do list and, and all the stuff you have to do or what you didn't do and what you're, you know, how you did it wrong or anything like that, but just be in your moment and practice that listening to the heart and not just the head. So you have to make time work for you or the time that you have your time, like take charge of it. Yeah. I love that because sometimes I feel like everyone thinks with time, it's like, it means taking like all this time or having to leave and go somewhere or whatever. But Mm -hmm. it is just, again, being mindful of those types of things. (laughs) The shower is an amazing place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It can really make your day like just to get in there take some deep breaths and come out feeling like you could start it over. <laughs> yeah. After I had Aria, my second, I was taking like two showers a day and, and I didn't know why, but now that we're talking about this, it is because it was like my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some amazing things come up for me while I'm in the shower. I like joke that I, I needed like um something to write in the shower. So that I can yeah. stuff. They do sell See, that, that's, by the that's way. So, so crazy that, I mean, there are moments where you feel like your mind just starts going a mile a minute. And those are the mi- those are the time where your thoughts are yours. Mm-hmm. They're pure your thoughts. They're not mm-hmm. the distracted thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame that we live in, you know, so often we don't even let those thoughts come to be because we're so busy being mom or being super mom or being, you know, being all these other things. 
Yeah, I, I learned with mine too, my third now that I always start my morning off with a shower. That extra sleep does not does not matter, mm-hmm. and that a shower is just such a good, healthy way. Refresh, feel good, take care of yourself. A little, a little bit of self care there, you know. Yeah, and who would have thought a shower could be self care? But it totally is, right? <laughs> <laughs> Children, especially, yes. <laughs> especially, yeah. And then when you add this to it, it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, awesome. Yeah. I love it. So I do want to get into kind of what we had gotten into after our recording last time, which is the importance of you know, really talking about what happens after you become a mom. And Mm -hmm. it's not talked about a lot. There's a lot of emotional things that come with it. Again, that isn't talked about enough, I feel, because all of a sudden you have this new human to take care of. There's all these hormonal things going on. Relationships change. A lot happens. Mm -hmm. And this needs to be talked about more. Again, why I'm the power of community after postpartum community and support is incredibly important. So do you, mm-hmm. is there anything that I forget exactly what we were saying, but basically it was that how important that is. Yeah. No, just how, to be honest, I think, I mean, in a world where there's oh, yes, Facebook yes, yes, and yes. everything, people are talking about, you know, people post all the positive things. And I think that's where it kind of comes wrong that before you have a kid, you, you that's the version you think it's mm-hmm. going to be. That's the way we're presents it, you know, presents it. And I just think as women, if we could just be more honest that it is hard, that it changes, it rocks your world. And that there's, yes, you know, you never trade your child. It's a wonderful thing, but oftentimes there's, it's a lot more work than reward. No one's going to come up and tell you you're doing a good job. And so that we just need to be honest and, and give ourselves more, um, just, I don't know, love ourselves a little bit more. I know after my first two, I ran throughout most of my, up until about 30 weeks with both my pregnancies with them. And then I got right back into running six weeks postpartum because I was adamant, like I was going to get my body back and I was going to get strong again. And it's funny how you evolve as a person. Cause this third one, I decided I was going to respect my pelvic floor and yeah. I was going to respect my body. And I did not run. I mean, I still worked out and I am just now going to get back into running, but I'm not on this battle to prove anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like going with my own groove and, and um, loving myself a little bit more and, and not trying to be, sometimes you need to step back and like, why are you trying to do all these things? Right. Who are you trying to prove it to? Yourself, right. to the society, to the pressures. Yeah. So I think the key with postpartum is just to be honest with other women, honest with yourself and love yourself is yeah. key. You've done a magical thing. And six weeks is not enough to mean it's, what do they say? A full year before your body phys- fully recovers from giving birth. Yeah. It's at least a year. Yeah. 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 Which is one thing that talking about that, like the recovery, I remember my midwife, she said, because I am, I am very go, go, go. I'm not even going to lie. So after having the baby, when I was literally told you cannot move, like you cannot leave your bed. And she told me like for seven days, she's like, do not even think about doing anything. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They're very like, she's like, think about it. You have a wound the size of your placenta Hmm? in your Oh my gosh, is this bad that I don't know like the woman well, in, yeah. in like you're in the, <laughs> there, right? She's like, you have a wound the size of a pla- of your placenta. And I'm like, she's like, that needs to heal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she told me that, that like blew my mind and really got me thinking. And that's what got me to stay in, actually stay in bed. <laughs> I like that. That's what happened with my third. My my mom and my husband were there and we saw the placenta and that's what the midwife said. She showed us that this is how big your, basically, you know, your boo-boo is. Yeah. And when I think when they all saw that, I mean, it does, it puts in perspective. Okay, yeah. you're, you've done something amazing. You do need to re- yeah. rest. 
Because, yeah, I was like, you and I are like, I, I, I can't, I have a hard time sitting still. And that's something I constantly work on, though. Like the idea of trying to sit and relax, yes. like have a moment, take a deep breath. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> this is something that I really am working on, too. Again, it's like it's a continuing learning process. And, yeah, things are thrown at you. And, and when you're open to just – when you're open to being open and, and learning from it and growing, is a, that's a powerful thing. But yeah, so the after, and, and also you brought up that whole thing of when, before you had your first, you were reading so many books and you were going to do this, that, and the other thing and everything else. And I was the same way and we just got to be okay with what happens. And also like, let's, somebody told me this, that was actually really powerful for me was that saying happy birthday to the kids, but also saying happy birthing day to the mom. Yes. And really like asking the moms how they are doing. I was in Target one day and a lady came up to me and she was like, you know, of course, like said about the baby, how cute she was and all that. And she's like, and how are you? And I was like, I think I like broke down crying because like, no, again, nobody's really asking the moms how they're doing. So let's, let's make this like this movement where we really are checking in on the mamas and how they're doing. I've had a lot of people coming up to me lately and are always telling me, you know, older couples and they're like, enjoy it. It goes by fast. And I always wonder at what other moms think of that. Cause sometimes I think it's a very good reminder. Yes. I know it's growing fast, but other times I'm like, Okay, but you don't remember the hard stuff. But I, I and now I've got my mind thinking. I'm like, okay, what what kind of what am I going to do when I'm older, looking back? Yeah. I want to be the mom that does that, or the one that says, "Let me help you push that stroller," or you know, you know, to to help. Um, oh, I'm getting but, goosebumps again. Okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I definitely wanted to say is, uh, like, when it comes to postpartum, it's like what we were saying about. You know, we put pressure on ourselves and, and everything, but to create in the way you thought motherhood was going to be versus the way it is now. And sometimes those two versions of you fight because, you know, you're not living up to the expectations you set for yourself before you even knew what you're getting yourself into. But that's what I, I, I preach about defining motherhood so that it works for you. If you're the, be the type of mom that in order to survive and put a, you know, be happy and you have to make peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. That's peanut butter jelly is fine. You don't have to be Betty Crocker and be making this big gourmet meal if it's going to kill you along the way. Because overall, the goal is to do so that you can be the happiest version of you so that therefore you can give your children the happiest version of you. And uh, this is the thing I tend to tell people that you would never hire the person to watch your children who is deflated, deprived, you know, sleep deprived, not happy. You would never pay someone like that to watch your children. Yet so often that's the version of the mom we give our children because we're not taking care of ourselves. So I just believe in creating the version of motherhood. Don't go with what society or what your pre, your before mother thought or yeah. anybody else in your family. Do what's good for you. Be true yeah. to yourself. Yeah. And that's so important. Really be true to yourself and don't allow the societal pressures and all of that. And all of that is usually complete BS anyway. And another thing that I think is so important is to share and share with other moms. I I, I call it sharing the shit. Like for real, share the back, like the backstory. Don't share the pretty picture that was taken after the tantrums and everything else. Like share that stuff. I hear my baby crying right now. FYI. Um, but another thing is I'll share in groups. One of the biggest things was I don't like to play. I don't like to get on the floor and play with my kids. And I was feeling guilt over that. I was feeling really bad. I thought, am I like not a good mom? Something's wrong with you. Yeah, I thought something was wrong with me because you do. You see, you see so much. 
And you yep. think you should be a certain way. And I shared that in a mom group. Do you know how many moms were like, thank you for sharing that? I feel the same exact way. And I yeah. was like, oh, whew. so I'm not alone, right? Yeah. So I think that's important. One, to know that you're not alone. And two, to let other women know they're not alone. Let other moms know they're not alone. So take the pressure off. Yeah. yeah. That's why the, the the group that I started, the Supermom Empowerment Group, is specifically for that, just to be honest and get together and don't, you know, sugarcoat it or you know, pretend that everything's wonderful. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, be honest. And much happier place to be. Yeah, for sure. Love this. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? I mean, definitely share your info, but is there any, like, any last, like, whoo? <laughs> oh, man. God, there's so many things. Um I, I just really believe that as women, the biggest thing we have is the only thing we can control is ourselves. You really, you can't control your kids. You can't control spouses, the world. So you just have to take yourself and make time, make yourself a priority and make yourself the best version, the happiest version that you can. And that is not selfish to do that. That actually, all that energy you put into yourself flows onto the rest of your family and they all benefit from it. So we need to shake that idea that taking care of myself is selfish. And the other thing is that self-love and taking, it does not need to be this big trip to the, you know, get, get, get your nails done. It can be the smallest little thing as long as you take charge of it and make it your own and allow yourself to take that time that it's, it's magical. And then, like I said, I have this, this super mom empowerment group that I'm, I would, I would love for more moms to join it, to just kind of come together. We just kind of, we're honest, we support each other, we empower each other and I think that's what we need more of that, that, yeah. that brutal honesty and that let's, let's be kind to each other. Completely agree. So I'll have the link to that and all your, your website and everything else. What is your website? It's akasupermom.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Facebook? It's facebook.com backslash Rachel, aka Supermom. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I will have all of this in the show notes for all of you. And again, yeah, just a reminder that it is okay to put yourself first. It is okay to make yourself a priority. You are not selfish. You are not mean. You do not need to feel guilty about it. If you do, that's okay. You could feel those feelings, but I'm going to tell you, you don't (laughs) need to feel guilty about it, right? It's super important. That cliche statement, when you get on the airplane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first, when you have a kid, they literally come up to you and tell you, Put your oxygen mask on first, right? And there is a reason for that because you can't help anyone else unless you are helping yourself and taking care of yourself. And that's not just your family. That's the people that you meet on the street. That's the cashier at the grocery store or at Target. So you don't become that person that is flicking people off for no reason (laughs) because you're miserable with your life, okay? (laughs) Exactly. You don't want to be that person. (laughs) No, no, no. All right, cool. Thank you so much for doing this for the second time. Oh, no problem. I loved it. It was fun. (laughs) This was awesome. This was awesome. So moms and women, 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 listen to this message because it is so important. It is so important to really uh, look into yourself and, and, and be true to who you are and own it and all of that awesome stuff that we've said today. So listen to this again if you need to. Put it on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. And yeah, we're good. Thanks again, Rachel. Thanks. So we ended up ending that interview after some really amazing stuff was said, but the chat with Rachel actually went on and man, I wish I would have recorded it because we got into some really important and deep things. And the main thing was, is that we're not really honest about what 
happens once you become a mom. There is so much that happens when you become a mom. There are a lot of feelings. There are a lot of emotions. There's just so much and it's not talked about enough. And often, you know, there's all these people around us that, you know, you become a mom and the next thing they're saying, oh, when are you going to have the, the other one? When are you going to have this? And it's always about the kids and the babies and no one's really ever asking us how we feel and what we want for our lives. And it, it turns into this, all these thoughts and these ideas of what we should be doing. Again, I really don't like that word should. <laughs> and if you need to work on that, that's something to definitely work on. But I just really want to add how important it is for us to get that support from others that are going through it. But to be honest and to be real, and I'm getting massive goosebumps and I might even start crying because I see so many moms struggling with this and we need to do something about this. So again, this is one of the big reasons that I started this podcast and why I am speaking up and I am speaking the truth because we deserve to take care of ourselves. We deserve to be happy and our kids will benefit from that so much. So please remember that. Please remember that you are deserving of happiness and to take care of you and find that support. Find that support. You know, we have the information to Rachel's group. You have the information to my group, but please reach out, ask for help. Share, right? Share the truth behind what's going on. Share the truth behind those pictures. Like I said, let's really create this movement of of sharing the truth about motherhood and what what really goes on and not just all the highlight reels or or the shoulds, right? Because this can really not only help us, but help other moms that are feeling this way. And even, even all the women out there that are wanting to become mothers and I don't want to scare them away or anything because it's a beautiful, amazing thing. Like I said in the in the, this episode, having kids has completely changed my life in a really good way. I mean, they help me see some amazing things every day. So we just got to get real, right? We got to share what's really going on. And, and the more that we are true to ourselves, the more that we continue to do the things that we love, the better moms we will be. And we're going to show our kids that they can do what they want to do too and for them to be true to themselves and we are going to just raise some amazing humans and this world needs a lot more amazing humans so again check out the links to rachel's information to her group to my group and i would love to see you in there have a wonderful day